Salutations! Woo! Woo! And welcome to the 72nd episode of the In The House podcast. I love alliteration. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am just jazzed to be here this evening. I would love to go back. I wouldn't love to do this, but I would be curious to go back and, and see how many times you started by saying, I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm Pump. amped. I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I try to I try to mix and match. Do you use that in the office? Uh, jazzed? Yeah. Less than I should. Like when... <laughs> Less than I should. How's your day today, Evan? Jazzy. Jazzy. Yeah. How are you doing? Jazzed. No, I, I'm gonna. I'll bring it. I'll bring it full circle. I'll make that a thing. Okay. Uh, no, I'm. I'm pleased. I'm. I'm. I'm psyched to be here this evening. Yeah. Uh, for our seventy-second episode, seventy-two. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Now we talked on our last episode about how we were gonna really finish strong with guests almost every yes. week. I, uh, I. I dropped the ball this week. So over okay. one. No, we we're said batting that we were zero. Gonna, we we're only gonna do two more. Without a guest. Without a guest. This is this one. This is one of them, sure. We haven't dropped a ball. This is this okay. is the one. Right. I, and I feel like I could have gotten a guest this week, but it wouldn't have I wouldn't have been putting in the work. Right. Like I could have just been like, hey, to some person in the office who would have been able to share yeah, lovely bits of insight that you've never heard before. Uh, but I just I just didn't have it in me. Plus, I'll tell you one thing that's that's troubling me about our guests we generally not always but generally if we're having a guest we try to do it out in public right so right, that we're not subjecting right. somebody to our home yeah come to my house that you've never been to before. right and be awkward sit in this room with snakes or in my house with two really annoying dogs right. you know i try not to do that to our guests not all of them so those of guests of yours who have sat in this room there are a lot the of snakes, people there are, there are so don't feel like you're less special but uh tie because it seriously <laughs> Uh, Martine hanging out <laughs> yeah. in here. But, uh, the people who we've had that uh, we generally try to do them out in public, or at least we offer to. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we, I do that, it's usually at a bar or a restaurant. And when yeah. we're at a bar or a restaurant, I want, you know, food and booze. Right. And while I won't turn this into an episode of Evan's Diet Corner, I'll tell you that uh, going out to those places is, is havoc on the diet because I will get several drinks and some snacks and uh, that, that ruins the diet. There stuff. are drinks that you can get that don't that fit into a diet. There are, but I'm saying that I'm bad at ordering them, which is why I try not to put myself in those situations. Uh, I've drank a lot of Miller Lite lately, which is uh, super disappointing to yeah. me. So, uh, listeners, if you have suggestions of delicious alcoholic drinks I can have for under 100 calories a pop, please let me know. And I'll uh, we'll I'll incorporate it into my uh, into our purple stuff. What's what is Guinness? Isn't Guinness, Guinness super is low? Two hundred and fifty calories, which seems low. It's it's a mid level beer in terms of yeah. calories, but still way more than a domestic light. Okay. So, and I'm not drinking your damn Mick Ultra. I'm sorry, it's water. Miller Lite is really the lowest you can go as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, and still have it be palatable beer. So that's that's the end. Um, I, I'll say. 14 pounds yeah. in uh, five weeks. You look like you've trimmed up. 14 pounds in five weeks. Going well. Headed in the right direction. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got uh, big, big games coming up. <laughs> we got a tough win last weekend 
And uh, I, I need somebody to bounce those ideas off of. And uh, I can think of no person better than my partner, who is coming to you tonight live from a voter registration drive in Billings, Montana, Andy Frederick. Andy, get those people to vote, son. Look, this is America. It is. This is America. If you don't vote, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Unless you're a baby. Well, unless you're a baby. Unless you're under the age of 18. There you go. Right? If you don't vote, what are you doing? Yeah. Vote. Yeah, I don't get it. A lot of people, I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy for a second. A lot of people have fought and died for your right to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Honor them by voting. It takes 15 minutes. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. We've, we've gotten past the... You know, it was three hours waiting in line in the rain. That's not really That's the not way it goes anymore. anymore. That's no, not a thing I've, anymore. I voted in every uh, local, state, national, and municipal election that I've been oh, yeah. eligible to vote in for the last twenty-ish uh, years. Yep. Uh, yeah, twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Good lord. And uh, old bro. Ah, uh, really? Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not good. Um, and uh, in those twenty years, I'll tell you, I've had like two times where it took more than a half hour. Uh, and that's a lot of damn elections. I, I think the longest I've ever waited in a line to vote was 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, from start to finish, the process took 20 minutes. The very first election I was legally allowed to vote in, and mm-hmm. so the very first election I did vote in, was Gore versus Bush. Oh. I was just barely legal in time to vote in that election for like three months. And uh, so voted in it, and... Uh, that one actually, I remember, it took me about an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, voting might kind of suck. And then every subsequent election since then, no. no. It's like 10, 10, 15 minutes. And here's the other thing. The other argument I always get against voting is, well, I can't get time off work to do it. It's federally mandated. Yeah, you're legally like, you required to. to yeah. yeah. They're legally required to allow you to go vote. You may, they aren't legally required to pay you, so you may have to lose an hour's worth of pay if you're hourly. Clock out, but they have to let you. But they have to let you go vote. That is, they will do it, or they will be fined, and uh, Andy will rough them up a little. Oh, man. Which is what he's there telling the fine people of Billings. I just love liberty. Okay? I know that about you. I just do. Yeah, you should see the posters. <laughs> um, in his room, it's awkward. Uh, all right, so Andy. Yeah. Just played Hartford. Yeah. Getting ready to play New York Red Bulls 2. Yeah. We're coming off of seven consecutive unbeaten games. Yeah. Five wins, two draws. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, to be fair, the two draws have come against easily the two toughest teams in that time span. But we still got them. Yeah. And that one of those is an away game at Pittsburgh where, Which I'm is sorry. just a nightmare. Just... And take it. Take the draw. Yeah. They're offering you a 0-0. Zero, zero. You show up, you get off the bus, and they yell at you, Hey, yeah. hey, you just want a 0-0 zero, zero draw? Hey, what if neither of us scored? Yeah. Okay. And, and you can agree at that point. It's it's a gentleman's agreement. Just don't come out of the locker room. Either team will take the 0-0 zero, zero draws, and everybody goes home. Uh, but, no, we played it anyway. Got the got the nil-nil got the nil draw. draw. Uh, ultimately, we're in a pretty good vein of form right now. Yes. Everybody's starting to get healthy. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Hartford. It was not a pretty game. No, it was not. It was not a pleasant game. Uh, where did you watch the game this weekend? Actually, watched it from Saints. Saints. Heard uh, of him. I was in. I was in the Saints kind of mood. 
Yeah. After our interview with Bruce. Sure. And Stash. Stash. Killed it. Who killed it? Go back Who and listen if you haven't gone it. and listened to that episode yet. 14-year-old Stash. I mean, uh, the future of broadcasting. Um, and so I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Plus, I had, you know, my my, my mother-in-law and okay. one of my sister-in-laws was in town. Uh, okay. And we wanted to take him to a place. And Bruce just does such a good job with the games, like insists on having them up. And it was it was good. It was good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I was um, at Hopcat for yeah. the official watch party. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that. And uh, You were there. I was. And... Uh, there were a lot of really good fans who were there also. So also it, was, uh, it was nice to be around fans. Yeah. Uh, tough game. <laughs> Ultimately, tough game. Weirdly tough, right? Hartford was game for this one. I they wouldn't were, say they were good. They weren't good, but they were game. They were ready to give us trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they weren't like particularly skilled. But they were ready to give us trouble. And and they made things difficult on us. And we lacked a little bit of the flow that we had developed over the previous six unbeaten. Uh, it felt exhausting. Like, the game felt exhausting. It felt really open, like, back and forth. Uh, Hartford put a couple of really nice shots in. Hubbard makes the team of the week for his uh, for his continued excellence. Diesel. Yeah, Diesel. Diesel. That Diesel dude is doing just... it. Every time you watch him play, you're just like, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have a guy like that behind, between the sticks, uh, taking care of business. Um, got a little bit of Brian Ownby back in this yeah. game. He made a, a special guest appearance, a special guest appearance from Brian Ownby in the second half, uh, and it opened things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that before he came in, I mean, in the first half, we had the lion's share of possession, but it wasn't really going much. What did possession end up being? I think ultimately we ended up with 55, having it with 55 45. That sounds and right. In the first, but in the first half, we had like 60%, yeah. 62 or 3%. Oh, something. And then, uh, so the second half clearly was more towards Hartford's favor. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like things were starting to get away from us a little bit in the middle of the second half. And then uh, Ownby came in, and it felt like there. And George Davis came in, and it felt like we sort of righted the ship, and which is always the case whenever those two are either of those two are subbed in. It's yep. always like, oh, okay, right, all right, right. And uh, finally, we break through, uh, put one in. It was a uh, Napo, Napo getting the goal. <laughs> Napo showing a little bit of the attacking chops that I think. It's possible we'll get to see more the rest of this season, mm-hmm. uh, as it seems likely that in the I have no updates for everybody, and I'm not kidding you. How many people text me and call me I'm and sure send me direct messages about, "Hey, how's Paolo doing?" I'm sure they do. I don't have any updates about Paolo. You go to the source. I'm not the source. I am the source of rumor and innuendo, and I'm saying that uh, Paolo Del Piccolo, it seems likely we'll see him again. Innuendo? Yeah. How much innuendo do you do? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, it seems likely we'll see him again, whether that's this Saturday or, you know, the uh, against Me- Swope or Memphis. I-, I can't really say. I'm just saying it seems likely we're going to yeah. see him again. And uh, when Paolo comes back, you expect him to take that sixth spot in by the reins. And that leaves you to be able to play sort of the double pivot in front of him, which you expect yeah. would be speedy and now probably one of three guys between Napo, Magnus, and 
uh, Nile, which adjusts who we've got playing up top. Yeah. But I'm saying that it seems likely that Speedy and Paolo will hold their spots, and that leaves you with three guys. And if you tack on Abdu, it leaves you with four guys for two spots. And how you arrange that is that's some decision making. That's that's why Coach. Hackworth, you know, is a valuable employee, and I am. I'm on a podcast. Well, like that's the that he has to make those calls. But I mean, it seems likely that uh, Napo would at least be in the mix with how well he's played. Oh yeah, and he did play another whale of a game and got the goal. It was a nice little pop up too. It was. It wasn't like a rocket. It wasn't like a. It was like boop. No, he picked his spot here. He picked his spot. (laughs) He hit it with the instep. So, I mean, it was kind of a pass, but mm-hmm. it was a pass with some juice behind it. It mm-hmm. wasn't launched, but it had some juice. Yeah. And uh, he hit the underside of the crossbar, and down it goes into the net. And uh, one nothing win. Ultimately, then, we had to hold on for dear life over the last 10, 15 minutes. Ball off the crossbar at one point. Yeah. I mean, off the, off the, uh, the post at one point. It was, it was harrowing, but, you know, we've, we've proven that we can do that lately. Yeah, like, I mean, this is a shutout. We had a shutout against Pittsburgh the week before, so that's two straight shutouts. You only give up one against Indy, and it was on a you know a pretty bad miscue by uh, Pat. Yeah, and then uh, you know one against Charleston. We're not giving up multiple goals right now, which no. is a nice feeling. There are some strange Hubbard moments, some okay. strange Hubbard decisions. I felt like playing out of the back. Yeah, yeah. Sweeper keeper, maybe a little too much sweeper. <laughs> well, the thing is, Hack makes no bones about the fact that he likes to play pretty soccer. Yeah. And uh, pretty soccer generally doesn't include the keeper hoofing the ball down the field and uh, hoping that we come away with it. And so you got to play a little bit out of the back. And if when it, this has been a huge topic in world soccer the last couple of weeks because some very prominent teams, Man City and yeah. Arsenal have both gotten burned dramatically in the last week and a half by playing out of the back. Uh, when it works, it looks incredible. It's great soccer. It makes sense. Everybody's on board. When you have a one-goal lead, uh, it feels like the risk is higher than the reward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just feels like stubbornness. Like, this is how we play. Yeah. yeah, but does it have to be, like, all the time? But if you're winning, yeah. does it need to be necessarily? Right. Well, I remember when Hack came on last season, he said uh, of the team that we had at the time that he inherited, he didn't understand why we were so scared of just keeping the ball sometimes, uh, that when you've got a lead, we were always going for the jugular, and we would still get hit on counters when we yeah. had the lead, trying to go for the four-goal lead instead of the three-goal lead. And yeah. he came in, and he was like, what's wrong with just having the ball? This is the too much of that. Yeah. It's like having the ball is valuable, but having the ball in precarious situations with the people who are the least good at possessing it is dangerous. And I love our fullbacks, and I love Hubbard. But if we had to have dribbling contests and passing contests, yeah. I wouldn't put them in the top handful of players on our team. And that's how you have to do it when you're pass- playing out of the back, which works great when it's tied or when the defense wants to sit back and wait for you. But Hartford down a goal was really pouncing on mm-hmm. us and uh, pressing high, pressing hard. And it, it made for what would normally have been, oh, whatever, kind of passes into, hoodoo, yeah. okay. There are a few. Yeah, there are we few had a number of them. of them. We had a number of them. And it places a premium on decision-making 
and uh, accuracy. Yeah. And a high press is designed to make you have to make decisions faster and also to give you less time to make them accurate. Yeah. And so it's not a good combo. And at the very, very highest levels in the world, with the best players in the world, with guys like Nico Otamendi, incredible soccer players, they have a hard time with it. When you come back down to our level where we're extremely good, but there's a difference, and I hope even the hardest core Lou City fan can recognize the difference uh, in skill level. But, I mean, a press is a press is a press. Right. It's, a, it's a guy running at you as fast as he can trying to cut down your angles and your choices. Yeah. That's No matter what skill it, level you are, that's what a press is. You know, that playing from the back like that, especially in the last ten minutes, it's, it's like communism. In theory... It works. Right, right. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah, yeah, this works. But in reality, in reality it's, it's all bread lines and nuclear wars. Exactly. Which is no good. Um, so ultimately, yeah, I, I think that there needs to be... Sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. And so let's, uh, let's with a one-goal lead against a uh, hungry and aggressive team, maybe you just boot the ball a couple more times. Trust your defense to line up and play well, mm-hmm. rather than trust them to make the perfect decision and perfect pass to avoid the press. Yeah. But we got away with it because it was another damn shutout. I like that. I like shutouts. I like that a lot. I assume that the don't, the bagels were a-flowing in mm-hmm. the locker room. I didn't hear anything about it, but Carb I'm assuming. Up. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing really good things about training this week. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to rush through Hartford, but I mean, it was, it was a, a tough game. The weather conditions were tough. Yeah, it rained the vast majority of the game. Yeah. You could see it. You yeah. could see it sloppy. But we get, I got out of there with a win. I, I don't really have much else to contribute about the game, do you? No. Okay, so let's let's move on, and I'll tell you before we talk too much about New York. Okay. I've been hearing really good things about practice this week. Yeah? I've been hearing really good things. Is this more innuendo? This is this is hinting. Okay. This is, I'm just saying that uh, I've been hearing good things about health. I've been hearing good things about competitiveness. I've been hearing good things about uh, about uh, the quality of play, mm-hmm. uh, and just guys knowing we're coming up on the nitty gritty of this. Yep. You're gonna know who the real starters are, who the real eighteen okay. is. If you want a spot, you're gonna have to go out and earn it every single damn day on the tra- on the practice field. And it sounds like they're playing like it in practice, so that's good. That is good. It's yeah. comforting. Isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, sometimes you hear, oh, they had a crap practice, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But I'm not hearing that ever right now. I'm, I'm only hearing, man, they were after it. These guys were getting Good. after it. Uh, it's almost playoff time, baby. It is. It's, it's oh, playoff man. time. It's time to kick it into, Ramping up. into gear. Ramping, my friend. And we've been talking about it for a while, <laughs> but th- think about this seriously for a minute. We have... This is a 34-game season. We only have six games left. Like, this is... We are approaching the finish line. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've, I haven't gone back and listened to them, but I mean, I know that our podcast throughout this year, you know, it's been like, well, I'm not worried about what we are yet. Well, let's see what we look like when yeah. we're healthy. Oh, we're having a nice pocket of play here. Oh, crap, we just got blown out by Swope. Okay, and now we've gone on a nice little run again. It's time to no longer have that. Now it's just we got to go, 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 go. Six games to play. We got four really tough games in a row next. 
Yeah. You start with New York Red Bulls, too, and we'll talk specifically about them, but bottom line is they're a first-place team. Uh, they've been seesawing a little bit with New York lately, but they're a first-place team. They beat us earlier this year in what we called at the time, and I, I retain this belief, the only game this year where we truly got outplayed. Like, they looked better than us yeah. that night. Uh, the only other game that came close to that to me was the Pittsburgh game at our place earlier this year. Pittsburgh looked like they may have had the better team and got the win on our field. Oh, yeah. But the but that one was at least close. This one, they looked better. Yeah. New York did. That's the next. That's the first game up. It'll be a great test to see how we've improved, where we've come from. Yeah. To be fair, we played a midweek game that week against Cincinnati. Yeah, weird. And then had to go on the road. So a road game at Cincinnati and then a road game at New York the yes. same week. That's tough. Uh, we, we're on completely normal full rest at this point. Our guys are coming back healthy. We should be able to have a rotation if we want to have a rotation of guys who maybe need to get a blow. Yeah. But bottom line is we've been on a one, one game a week schedule for six, eight weeks. Yeah. Ten weeks at this point. They should The guys shouldn't need a blow. This is what you train for. Yeah. So... Unless they're nursing a knock, you expect people to start playing in the games. Well, and playing New York always, you know, we've seen our guys do crazy stuff. Yeah. Some of our craziest moments have come playing New York. Yeah. The New York is always New York game is always, even when we lose, it's always just like a nail biter. It's always an exciting game. It's always both teams want the ball. Both teams want to be aggressive. It's always just like a meat grinder of a game. All out. I mean, and it's kind of what you want to see, right? Yeah. Like, It's fun soccer. Playing is. against New York is... I mean, even this game where it was one nothing this year, even that was fun soccer. You could have seen seven goals go in in that game. Hubbard, that was his first game in between the Nets in the regular season for us, and he played great. God. And that was sort of what signaled to us that he was coming. Talk about initiation. But yeah, he got dropped into the fire with that game. (laughs) And, uh, but this lukewarm take here. I've got a lukewarm take. New York Red Bulls, too, is our best rival. Yes, they are. I mean, say what you will about Cincinnati. I think fan wise, that's the best. Say what you will about Lippa FC. Historically, the best, obviously. Uh, Sheer nostalgia, sure, and uh, and proximity, obviously. Um, at this point, Nashville never took off the way it could have. St. Louis has been a really good rival, except that we almost always win, so that's less fun. Yeah. New York, we have played fun, interesting, competitive games against them, and we played them in three straight damn yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, we beat them last year 6-4 in a game in the regular season yeah. under the triumvirate. Yeah. Uh, we had the Richie Ballard penalty kick Eastern Conference Final. The year before, we lost in penalties to them in the, sim- in the Eastern Conference Ugh. Final. Uh, you know, this, is, this has been a nutso, nutso series playing against these guys. It's fun soccer. It's exciting soccer. Yeah, the last Eastern Conference Championship against them, it was, there was like this... It was this overall, like, theme the entire game of, like, all right, here we are again. Yep. What are we going to do? And then we blew the doors off of them. And then we destroyed them. them. Yeah. yeah. Blew the doors off of them in that game. That was when um, they got a they got a penalty kick early in the game yep. and shanked it. Yes, and missed it. Shanked it. Yes. And uh, Lancaster went out early in that game. Yeah. 
and then got replaced by Luke, who became a playoff hero the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, Speedy Williams put home two goals in that game. That was that game, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he was coming off the bench and put in two goals in that game. Uh, that was a crazy game. And the, that's the thing about playing against New York Red Bulls. I will completely believe you if I get knocked on the head by something heavy in the next you know day and a half, and you woke me up on Sunday and said, hey, we played Red Bulls, and we won 11-8. I'd yeah. be like, that's crazy. That makes sense. I wish, I'd seen, <laughs> I, I wish I'd seen that game, but you know. But you wouldn't be surprised by no. it. You like... But I also will not be surprised if somebody tells me there were 72 shots on goal, and Loro and Hubbard saved every single one of them, and it ended 0-0. Yeah. I'd believe that, too. Yeah. Or anything in between. That's, that makes for exciting soccer. Yeah. Let me ask you an important question, Andy. Drama. Important question. Okay. We've just laid out what kind of game it usually is against New York. Yeah. If you're hack, do you go into this game and say, you know what? This team's really good attacking. Barlow's scary. Stroud is scary. Jorgensen is scary. They are a scary offensive team. They got three guys with more than 10 goals. Scary offensive team. Do you say, we're not going to run with them for a game. Instead, we're going to play Lily Ball for a day. You say, you drop in your best four in the back. You move Tosh up to play the six and put Taylor in next to Paco or Alexi in next to Paco. You move Tosh in to play the six and you keep Speedy and Napo as disruptors in the midfield. You pinch the wings into the middle of the field to shut things down. So you sort of pull probably Ownby and Abdu back to midfield and only attack on the counter. And you just leave Hopeno up there on an island by himself. Or do you say, let loose the hounds of hell and just send those guys running. And you play the fast lineup and you say, nope, we're playing Maggie up at the top. Speedy's playing the six. Napo's the disruptor. And then keep your back line the same way it was, and we're going to run Abdu, Ownby, and uh, Hopeno, Adam, all game, and we're going to win this game with four goals. Which do you do? The latter. You think you just say, screw it, we're going? We're Here's running. why. Because <clears throat> historically, it has worked for us. That's true. Okay. But, I mean, also historically, it has failed. For it us. has. Bob Lilly soccer is not our type of soccer. It's not. It's not. It's but not our I, type of soccer. I feel like we're better suited to play it than New York is, just with the number of defensive tools we can deploy. See, I think you got to melee. I think it's basically a. I think you got to go for the the melee, bring the fight to them. Okay. Attitude only because you want to bang with them. You want to go. Wanna, you yeah. want to go. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I do. I mean, I tend to agree just because it's better, more fun soccer. But all the cards on the table here, I'll be happy with the draw in this game. Yeah. I won't just be like, usually we get a draw and I go, hey, we didn't lose. And I can come up with the golden, uh, I can come up with the golden rainbow right. of right. why things were okay. The silver linings, it's all fine. We got a draw, no big deal. This game, I would not be looking for them. I would just say, if you offered me a draw right now in this game, I'd take it. And say we'll get them in the playoffs. Here, but here's the other thing: is that 
It's not that we, it's not, it's not just that it's not the soccer that we play. Yeah. It's that if we all of a sudden, that's a pretty dramatic switch. It tactically. is. It is. And when you do stuff like that, sure, we're more equipped to do that against New York. I still think when you're asking your team to switch so dramatically to a style that they, yeah. frankly, it doesn't seem like they want to play that style anyway. Yeah. I think that's when big mistakes come. And I can see an argument to be made also that you don't change what you're doing right before you need to do it really well. Yeah. This is kind of a nice test, too, of uh, where are we? If we play loose city ball the best we can play loose city ball, what, what, is it what good enough to like? beat the best teams right yeah. now? Or do we have to be gimmicky? To beat the best teams yeah, right now. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to put us in that position. So you run it out there and you say, let's go get them. Let's go yeah. get them. Now, here's the the counter to that is, let's say we go do that and we lose this game 5-3, to three, which I think is a completely reasonable scoreline. Yeah. I can see that scoreline happening. Yeah, absolutely. We lose this game 5-3 in a track meet. And then we get them again in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you maybe consider it that time? No. If you've just played them and seen that it's not quite effective. No. No, you say we're doing it our way or it's we're not still, doing it's it. It's too late. You're the in Frank the Sinatra of podcasts. Yeah. It's too late in the season to change for such a dramatic tactical change. Okay. I, I, I love that answer. I think it's. You if you were going to do something like that, do it on that first road game. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, I know we're all tired from Cincinnati. We're going to play we're, deep and sit We're in. on the road again against a really tough team. Let's try this. Yeah. Because then, if it works... You've got it in your pocket. Now you've pocket. got it in your pocket. Like, hey, when we play New York, we do this. Okay. But no, we're just going to we're gonna no. go get them. I love it. I love it. I prefer what you're saying. I'm just... I, I can see an no, argument got the other it. way. No, you've got to put it out there. So. I understand that. All right. It's a good team. They are really good. It's a good team. They're, They're young. Fast. They're good. Uh, they're fast and they're and they're technical. Like it's not like some of the fast teams that just play the ball over the top and go get it because they have because no. they have a couple of athletes. There's a thought process behind there. Yeah, I mean they play the typical Red Bull style, and by Red Bull style I mean New York Red Bulls one. Mm-hmm. I mean RB Leipzig. I mean uh, the Red Bulls that exist in like three other countries. Weird, yeah, like, because what? Red Bull Energy Drink bought them all. Uh, and they all play a similar, fast, exciting brand of soccer, and uh, they train them from the beginning. And US, USL for Red Bulls is sort of the bottom of that barrel and where they start people if they're not going to have many academies in Europe. Yeah. And so uh, you get to see some really good, interesting young players. <coughs> uh, the roster freeze hasn't happened yet. I don't know if this is new this year or if this is something that's happened in the past, but uh, coming up in the near-ish future... There will be a roster freeze where you're required to announce what names are on your roster for the last couple of games in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think you can make it a 25-man roster, so it's not like it's you know yeah. a tiny thing. But there will be a freeze of some kind placed on it so that New York Red Bulls or one of the other major two teams can't just shuttle MLS players down willy-nilly. right. right. And I like that. That's helpful and too. good. But uh, well, cuz it's the coward's move. It is, but I mean it's also the savvy business move. Yeah. All right, well, well, we'll take an extra championship. Uh, 
it hasn't happened yet, though. So, I mean, I think theoretically New York could be shuttling some folks in and out. But it's a road game for them as they are here. And they play a midweek game. Uh, I don't imagine we'll see a bunch of uh, New York Red Bulls stars. You know, I don't think you have to worry about Tyler Adams coming down and playing or anything. But, uh, you know, it's it's always a danger when you play New York that you'll see an unfamiliar name or face. Yeah. But I think, that, I think this is pretty much going to be this guy's that uh, we already know to be worried about. So we're going to see Laura? Uh, Mr. Loro, Evan Loro, will be in the in the in the nets. Yeah, uh, he'll be uh, almost certainly in he the nets. He gets so mad at us. It's he hilarious. does. He really despises he gets Scouts so house. mad at us. He finds you guys detestable. Good. Not me. Me. I'm a delight. Good. I, I haven't been there for a full That's year. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> Laura. He gets so mad. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what kind of prediction do you have for this game, Andy? One nothing, good guys. Wow! Wow! See, you you gave me the rope a dope there because uh-huh. you've been luring me into believing you were going to predict some massive some track crazy. meet. So here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I think it's going to look like a Louisville City, New York. Game. Okay. It's going to be, I think, in the midfield, it is going to be chaos. Okay. It is going to be just a, a fight to the death. Ping pong in. I mean, it's going to be ugly in the middle of the field, and breakaways are going to be lightning fast. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot of shots on goal. Okay. Um, I think we're going to see crazy saves from both keepers. It seems reasonable. But I think in run of play, I don't know who. Okay. I don't know who. All right. But I think somebody's going to sneak something in. I don't think it's going to be this crazy 35-yard out. It's not going to be a Thunder rocket. Bastard? It's not going to be a Thunder Bastard. I think somebody... I see... I can if I can see Maggie doing it. Okay. I can see Maggie getting right up on it. Just a cheeky little... And just a little okay. I got this for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, knock, knock. I got a good Abdu feeling this week. I don't have a reason for it. There's no logic or sound reasoning behind it. He's good. I'll just say that his his finishing touch has been lacking from what I had hoped. Yeah. His 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 instinct in the last instant in front of the goal. But what I love is his nose for the goal. He's he's yes. great at creating space for himself on runs. He's great at getting to the end line. He's great at putting himself into a position to do fun stuff. And I feel like the law of big numbers dictates that he's eventually going to do some extra yeah. big, cool stuff. And I think it's a little higher scoring than you. I think uh, I think Abdu gets gets something going. Mm-hmm. And I think you can decide for yourselves, but I think this game ends 3-2. Say that. Okay. I think Abdu will score at least one goal, and I think that the game will end 3-2. <clears throat> These are the games that I both hate and love. Oh, God. It's oh going to be a God. fun game. It's a stressful game. Now, let me just say, <clears throat> Saturday, Friday, Sunday, this weekend, Bourbon and Beyond. Yep. There's big stuff going on in Louisville. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's, uh, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's a thing. I get that. They got good people. I, I, I'm going to some of that, to some of the Bourbon and beyond Uh And thank you to the many, many people who uh, saw, I put on on Twitter that I was looking for a ticket for something and I'll just say I uh, 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 there ask were, me I have them I'll, I'll, I'll ask you later okay 
Uh, and there were people who uh, who attempted and or were successful in helping me acquire some. And oh. so uh, thank you to the people who uh, reached out. They were almost all uh, in the house listeners. And so I appreciate you all. Um, beyond that, it's big games. I mean, it's a big, big game. Yeah. I, I have... Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm saying that, you know, it's both... Uh, who's the Saturday night headliner? So here's the thing. Who, who's the Saturday night headliner? This is what my wife and I have been discussing. Well, sure, it's worth conversation. I get that you're only going to get to see certain acts. Some of these people, it's like a once in a lifetime kind sure. of thing, right? Um, Friday night Foo is Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah, I'm going to go see that. Yeah, me too. I like Foo Fighters. I don't care. I like Foo Fighters. Who wouldn't? A lot of people actually don't. Yeah, forget those. Which people. is weird. I like Foo forget Fighters. Forget those right? people. I'm going to go see Foo Fighters. Yeah, me too. Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to the game. Sure. Me too. Which means that I will be missing... Now, you have, if I'm not mistaken, you have a unique opportunity. Tickets for Bourbon and Beyond are tickets. And they are uh, entry and no re-entry right. kind of a deal. You, on the other hand, have a uh, you have a loophole there, if so I'm not I, mistaken. I want the short version of this is that I sold a ton of purple stuff. Woo! Of a very specific purple stuff. I sold a lot of it. And Hypnotic. <laughs> oh my god. I actually still get it. You're bringing it back. You're bringing it back. Hypnotic. Um, I, I kind of wish that's what it was. You sold a lot of purple stuff. I sold a lot of purple stuff, and I got two VIP tickets for the entire weekend of Bourbon. Woo! And your VIP ticket will allow you to re-entry. Yeah. So, so you can go to the shows, leave and come to the game, and then go back for more shows. I am going to miss Hall & Oates. That's Saturday? That's Saturday. I will have to miss Hall & Oates, who is maybe the person I would be most interested in seeing. I, uh, I was pretty pumped for Hall & Oates, man. I, um, I, I would be. Maybe but, we could convince him to go on at like 10. Maybe you guys should just wait. Just guys, just wait. See if <laughs> now, Joe Valla is singing the national anthem, but we should see if Hall & Oates wants to come and accompany him. Like, How hey, listen, epic would that be? Listen, How listen, amazing listen. would that be? Hall, Oates, let me level with you. We're going to let Joe Valla sing. Darryl but if you Jones. guys, guys want to be the backup singers for Joe Valla, we would welcome that. It would be the most beautiful rendition <laughs> of the ever. Like, people would be weeping. Oh, just yeah. Just weeping. We could get Hall & to sing the My Old Kentucky Home. Oh just be like, God. in fact, if you would like to just stay here and do your show after the game. You're already here. Yeah. You're in a, st a stadium. There are 10,000 people here to see you. You're already, the other people will drive here to, come on. They would come. Yeah. So we'll miss we we will be missing Hollow That's a bummer. That is a bummer. But we should for if my if my timing is right, yeah. we should be able to make it for Robert Plant. Okay. I will have to miss all of Saturday. Saturday is out for me as I, you know, have yeah. game day responsibilities. I'm looking forward to Friday. I'm looking forward to Sunday. What's Sunday? Who's Leon Sunday? Bridges is the big one that my wife wants to see. Yeah. Uh, I think ZZ Top is actually the headliner. I think. I'm good with ZZ Top. I, I don't really care. I'm good with ZZ Top. Um, there are a number of uh, of undercard folks, though, that we're yeah. interested in. So. Um, but no, I mean, I'll be at the game. 
Yeah. Because, you know. Vice President of Scouse's House, David O'Connell, mm-hmm. not coming back to the game. He said he was going to Bourbon and Beyond, mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to leave because he wouldn't be able to get back in. And uh, so he's just going to have to miss the game. Sometimes, if you got to see a band, I get it. Sometimes something comes up that is bigger than a regular season soccer game. I am willing to admit that. But I am also willing to tell you that unless you have something monumental on your plate, unless you are a huge Holland Oates fan, mm-hmm. this is a big game. Yeah, It's a big game. It's an important game. It's a fun game. Get to this game. Yeah, Like, if you don't have a thing, be at this game and bring a friend because this is the kind of game that makes people soccer fans. Yeah. Yeah. So, get there. Um... Next week, though. Yeah, next week is next week louder than life. Louder than life. I won't be going to any of that. Well, so <clears throat> who are we playing? Next week is Tampa. Oh god, I'm gonna miss that game. That's the that's the uh, that's the return of Lucky Kosana. I know. I I'm gonna miss that game for a wedding. For a wedding, at louder than life. No. Okay. Who's wedding? Uh, Michael Taylor. No. Okay. He was at my wedding. Well, then I probably met him. Yeah, you've met him. Okay. He was there. Hey, Mike. But it's his wedding. Congratulations so like, on your wedding. Right. Like, you get, I, I'm going to miss it. I'm sorry, but it's the wedding. And yeah. It's in Bardstown. Sometimes stuff comes up. Stuff comes up. I would love to be there for the return of Lucky, of Coast Lucky Coast. but because that would be interesting. I have a weird hunch Antoine's going to go off in that game. I'm sure he will. Like, like. Just explode. Like a first half brace in that game. Like. Hey guys, welcome to my new house. Um, no, but big games coming up, and I excuse regular season attendance even for big games because it's it's you know people have lives they got to live. And soccer is awesome; it's one of my absolute favorite things. People have stuff, but you got stuff. What's inexcusable is missing a playoff game. Oh, inexcusable. No. no, no, no. It's not a thing that is optional. And I'll tell you this: I'm about to start a GoFundMe. For what? I've got this strange feeling that we're going back to the final. I said I would have a prediction for you. You did? You did. Folks at home, at work, in your car, in your bubble bath, wherever you listen to us. Oh, Jared's in his bubble bath listening to this right now. Just sudsy. (laughs) Sudsy. (laughs) Folks... That's my prediction. My prediction is we are going to the final. I don't have a prediction of how the final will end. I'll need to see what kind of form Phoenix is in or whoever comes out okay, of the West. So not I'll just the Eastern see. Conference final. You think we're going to, I the, think we're going to the USL final. I think we will be Eastern Conference champions again. I don't have a prediction, a feel for how we'll do in the West. I don't have any concept of how good Phoenix is. There's no way to judge There's no them. way to tell. Like, there's no way to tell. I've watched two Phoenix games now, and I don't have an opinion about how good they are. I just you, don't. You almost want, like, want to request that. Can you all play ten games? Right. Against people from the Eastern Conference? Yeah, just, can, I, can we get a series of you guys Pick playing? ten people. <laughs> any ten. You, can, you, can't, you can't play Atlanta more than once. But you can pick any ten you want. Just so we have some concept of what level of soccer team see. they are. It's almost impossible right now. Uh, so, But that's my prediction. We're going to win the East again. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough road. We're going to have to break that playoff monkey 
playoff road game juju, mm-hmm. but I believe we will do it. And we will win. And I got this weird feeling. This is not a prediction. This is just a feeling. I've got this weird feeling. Somehow the Eastern Conference Final will be back in Louisville. Like, How would that happen, though? Because I, I, I sincerely think we can make it to five. And I got this weird feeling that somebody down low gets hot and wins two games. Like, uh, like Birmingham. Like, somebody you would never have thought, they get two random upset road wins against, like, Tampa and uh, and Pittsburgh or something. And we go on the road and beat Indy in the second round. And then we, oh, hey, look, we're home against Birmingham for the Eastern Conference Finals. Something like that. I got a weird feeling. That would be so weird. It would be. But that's how it sort of shook out that we got to host Phoenix last year. There were... We stayed home the whole way last year, even though Cincinnati was ahead of us in the East. We didn't have to play them. And there were two teams in the West that had better records than us that would have gotten to host us, and they both got upset. And then we got Phoenix. Things can happen. Things do happen. I got this weird Eastern Conference final at home against an underdog kind of vibe. I would almost feel bad for if it's some if somehow it was Birmingham. Yeah. I would feel bad for it because that would be like the fifth time we played. The, the fifth time we played them, like, fourth hey, time. Yeah, this is going to be a nightmare for you all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and they would be coming in hot and feeling great about themselves. They have been playing very well lately. Um, what are they right now? I think they are. There's a three-way tie or runoff for the nine for the eight nine for the nine ten and out of the playoffs eleventh spot. There are three teams fighting for two spots between uh, Charleston. Uh, St. Louis. So they could absolutely get the play-in game. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And then they, they would play uh, uh, either the one or the two seed. Yeah. And they could, you riding high, you catch them on the right night, you beat them. And so suddenly the one or the two is knocked out. And we have beaten, uh, and we would have played the four seed, who will be one of the tough teams, Nashville, Indy, Tampa, Tampa somebody mm-hmm. like that. Probably Nashville, Tampa, or Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You get that win out of the way. Now you got to beat one of the other good teams, the one or the two, and you got to hope that somebody below gets the knockoff, whether it's Birmingham or somebody else, somebody like that. I'm just saying, I see it unfolding before me, and then we're going to win the Eastern Conference, and we're going to win it at home, even though that we have no earthly business hosting the Eastern Conference final. We still will because the cup likes to be there. Yeah. The Eastern. Do you know Conference. how many people? The rest of the league, if that were to happen, even if it was the Eastern Conference final, yeah, the rest of the league would just be pissed. Like, oh yeah, how is this? How Why? is this still happening? What do you mean they're playing St. Louis at home? What? <laughs> Come on! I'm so mad. And I've got a strange. I, I see it all unfolding in front of me. We're going to the final, and I don't have a prediction about the final, but I do have the prediction that it will probably be Phoenix. And so the GoFundMe that I want to create is let's start raising money to charter a plane for fans in front office who want to go to Phoenix. Because I'm going to that game. If you think I'm not going to a USL Cup final, you are freaking crazy. Now, if you've already had the baby for yeah, a week, that's, this is, if you've had the baby for a week, you can go out of town, right? <laughs> right? My wife is listening to us. Oh, absolutely. And is like, uh... Fuck, no. <laughs> All right, how about if the baby's not there yet? You'd be like, it'll, you, that would it'll be even worse for a day and a half. That would be even worse, because it could come at she any time. She could just hold it like oh a bad pee. Like, 
I gotta give it another couple hours. My husband's on the red eye. It doesn't quite work. Like you that. don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I have a vague you idea. don't know how it I have works. A vague idea. All right, uh, I'm going if it's if it's happening. And so I, I'm I'm thinking about already starting a GoFundMe. And the way I think that it could work is, you open it up to everybody, all of the fan bases. You don't just say Lucidity. Other misguided fan bases will think that they might make the final. And so you say, whoever makes the final, put in the money money. now, we'll all pool it together, and whoever wins, whoever's going to the final, this goes to their front office to distribute to their fan base. So it's gambling. Yes. It's gambling. But it's not gambling, it's it's just betting, it's you putting your money down saying, I think this will happen, and I hope that it happens. But you're not betting against, like, a house. There's no house. So you're just, it's like if I made a bet against you and you were bizarrely a Tampa fan. That would be bizarre. Wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be bizarre. But I mean, it's like but me it's... saying, I think we're going to the final and you saying, I think I'm going to the final. I'm willing to put up 10 bucks. I'm willing to put up 20 bucks. Now there's $30 in the pot for who, whichever team needs to fly their person. That can't be legal. legal. There's <laughs> no way. You know, I think GoFundMe exists in a limbo area it of does. reality. It does, except that you're announcing it on a public forum. It's not that public. <laughs> and yet, it's still kind of public. All right. So, uh, so Ty Smith, Taylor Sorrells, one of our many uh, legal minds who listen to this show, yeah. advise me. Uh, how can we make this work so that we get uh, suckers from Charleston to pay for our trip to Phoenix? You're going to get a text from Brad. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) I would never bet on my team. That would be illegal, like, very clearly. And I sincerely would never do that. I would never, I I frankly am not, I believe I'm not supposed to bet on soccer at all at this point. I don't even play fantasy soccer uh, for this very reason. I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed. Rose, the famous baseball Pete Rose, yeah. Pete Rose. Yeah. Which is weird to me because he bet for his team to win. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the same level of influence over my team as Pete Rose had over his team. But uh, I'll tell you, I still don't. I don't mess with it. Right. And so I would need somebody to tell me whether or not it would really constitute gambling or whether it would be legal. Because uh, I want other people to pay for me to go to the U.S. Open, the U.S.L. Cup final. Yeah, that's gambling. You don't know that. Yeah, it is because you're. You're betting money I'm with soliciting other people's people. Money. I'm soliciting fans of their teams to support their teams and the Eastern Conference. That's gambling. I'm soliciting people to support the Eastern Conference, not to predict who will win it. But the money wouldn't go to the Eastern Conference. It would, it go, would to go to the to Eastern to Conference play. representative. You're just making this up now. Yeah! <laughs> Legal minds, help me out to convince other people to pay for me to go to Phoenix. I'm going to call a gaming commission. I I can see that's already happening. (laughs) And to be fair, I am an employee of the team. And all opinions that I share are my opinions only. Do not reflect the opinions of Louisville City Football Club, the USL, any of our affiliates, any of our sponsors, or any of our partners. It's all me. And uh, I would never, ever, ever do something to gamble (laughs) to to, uh, jeopardize my position with the team. It's very exciting for me. I feel like that's got to be... Considered gambling. And if it is, I would never do it. I'm just saying. I need somebody who's smarter than you and me to tell us if it is. 
I still think Pete Rose should not have been. I don't have any opinion about Pete Rose. I do. I mean, I, I have do. a lot of opinions, but I don't really. I don't have the time or energy right now. I do. I don't think you have the time and the energy. <laughs> We're talking about this. All I'm saying is that you should, if you're betting for your team to win. Yeah. Isn't what's that, wrong with that? Isn't that what you're doing every day? I'm right. Playing. Like, yeah. what's, it's. I hear what's you. the what's the problem? Okay. Come on, I get bud. That. I think that the problem is that it's almost impossible to prove that you were only betting on your team. Just taking his word. Okay. <laughs> Just he said he said. And that's the only thing he's ever done in his wrong in his career. Like, well, I think that's the other part of it is they're sort of like if he's willing to gamble on baseball, which is a clear rule. Even if you're gambling on your team, you're not allowed to gamble on baseball. If you work for baseball. Dumb. So it is what it is, and I will not gamble. But I would like. <laughs> but you're to, trying to get. I would to like gamble. to coerce people <laughs> into spending their hard-earned dollars to help support coercion. Any, you're right. That's better. Any that's Eastern much better. Conference team that were to happen to make the final. Okay. All right. And I'd be happy to see you at that turned out to because uh, I don't want my 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 apparent gambling addiction. To uh, I had no idea. I don't want that to uh, to influence my uh, uh, my pick. You know, because I am I am making that. It's my official Lou City prediction for this season is that we will we in will fact be Eastern Conference champions again, and then I'll make a finals prediction when we play it. God, that would be amazing. It will be. It will be <laughs> there it is. It will be amazing. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I've been legit gambling with you several times. Yes, you have. And the blessing and the curse of having you as a gambling partner is yeah. that you make someone believe that they could actually win. Like, I am the really optimist. At like, dude, double down. <laughs> dude, dude, let it ride. Just let it ride. I know it's $200. Let it just let it ride. It could be four hundred. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I'm not what I am. Uh, I'm a firm believer. I love blackjack. Love blackjack. You really do. And uh, I am a firm believer in uh, the rules of blackjack. Uh, in the playing it by the book. And yep. so when I'm playing, I, I do a I do a progressive gambling method when I play, and I play it by the book, and it is a lot of fun. And I almost always am up a significant amount of money, and I also have no concept of when to quit. I went to the boat with uh, Katie a couple of months ago, a couple, I guess it would be like two months ago now. Yeah. Uh, and we went, and having her with me was unbelievably helpful because I got up like I usually do. We were up about two, three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and she uh, was like, all right, we should go. I was like, but. But we still have money. Like, we could gamble more. No. And she was like, but we have more money than we came with, so we should yeah. take that money home with us. Yeah. And I was like, but that's not how this works. And she said, it could be. And so we left with, like, $250 more than we had. And uh, so having her with me was great. Yeah. I am the devil on your shoulder when you, really you go are. gambling. Oh, my God. And it's... we don't have an angel is the no. problem. It's cost me a lot of money. It's cost me a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm saying. And so uh, we just need to take, you know, someone sensible with us who can, and not just sensible, but someone sensible with power. Yeah. Like, my wife has power over me, and she exerted that power, and so I was like, okay, Somebody fine. we can't just be like, oh, shut up. Yeah, it's my money, dude. Uh, no, she's like, it's our money, and we have more of it now. Let's go home. And so we did. 
It was very strange. I went to the cashier at the end of the night. It was very... Do you know they just keep money back there? They do. If you have extra chips at the end of the night, they'll just replace them with money. Yeah, they pay people who win. It's super weird. It's weird. I know. I rarely have that occur. Rarely. Even when I'm up a lot like in Vegas, I usually go to bed still with the chips expecting to go back and give them back tomorrow. Uh, Anyway... That's that's my gambling tutorial, which I never would ever do on soccer. No, Offic- I mean, and I do mean this as sincerely as I possibly can. Would never do. No. Now that I am a team employee, I gambled on soccer quite a bit before I was a team employee. Did you really? Yeah. Huh. So, um, <laughs> All right. uh, off track. Yeah, they went. They went Hubbard, place. purple stuff. Hubbard, team of the week. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hubbard's team of the week. That's all all good. And then uh, on top of uh, Hubbard being the team of the week, we uh, had uh, a supporters group meeting this past week. Yep. Uh, that was a good meeting. Got to meet with a lot of fan base. Um, I've heard from some people who want to be invited to these types of meetings because we always invite the official supporters groups. Yeah. And that's one of the uh, advantages of being in the official supporters groups is we invite them. They get the invite no matter what. And then we try to invite a uh, representative sample of some of the other groups and influential or enthusiastic or longtime fans. Yeah. Uh, we try to invite them, uh, a sampling of them, to each of these meetings. And uh, this meeting happened to be really cool because it was at the stadium. And uh, so there got to be a tour. And a number of people reached out afterwards saying, hey, we'd love to come on a tour. That would be awesome. And uh, it is awesome, and you should want to go on a tour. And uh, if you are so interested, I make no promises that we'll be able to take you. But I do promise that we'll consider it if you send us an email saying, hey, I'd love to take a tour of the stadium. Um, That, again, does not mean we can work it out, but it means that uh, we will try very hard uh, to get uh, the people who really want to see a construction site. uh, We'll get to see it. And if not, well, you'll get to see it when it's finished, man. You just uh, plop down your season ticket money, and you can be at every game that easy it is that easy um but no a lot of good topics were covered we had some really great feedback from some of the people who joined us i want to thank everybody who was there um uh, i think stuff that's going to help us provide a better fan experience going forward especially next year there's some stuff that you know you just can't really change in slugger or in the middle of a year but there's stuff that we can fix going forward and uh, it's always valuable to me to hear to hear this kind of stuff. And if you're out there and you don't want to come to a damn meeting, but you still want your thoughts to be heard, you can always reach out to me at efloyd at louisvillecityfc.com and I will either take your suggestions very seriously or I will very politely tell you that that's not something we're interested in. So that's 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 it. Do it. I'm there to listen. It's one of my many, 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 many hats with the team. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, stadium's still coming along nicely. It looks great. A lot of glass in there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of glass. Roof really starting to... Yeah, it is. Starting to come along. <laughs> it's exciting. I've had other people who I've been harping on to at least go to a game mm-hmm. tell me, like, hey, the stadium looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because it's going to be awesome. You should go to games. Yeah. You should go to them. Yeah. So, today's the 18th. The 26th remains the final day for grass. 
We are under crazy. We're under ten days away from having a beautiful green carpet in that stadium. An yeah. actual field on that. Oh my god. Tahoma fifty one, I believe our grass is called. Something like that. Tahoma forty one, I think maybe it is it. But uh beautiful grass hybrid growing for us right now. How do they decide on the grass? Um, we had actual like field scientists tell us the kind of grass that would work the best in our climate and with our sun scheme with the stadium and uh, our ground, head groundskeeper, Tom Nielsen, uh, formerly of Slugger Field, okay. uh, has a lot of experience keeping grass growing very well in, okay. uh, in the city of Louisville. And uh, I don't believe he was involved in picking the strain, but he'll be involved in keeping it alive. But... It's supposed to be like the best possible version of grass that we can have in that stadium uh, in terms of what grows well in Louisville year-round is hardy enough to survive our winters and uh, lush enough to survive our summers. So it's it's not an easy place to grow grass year-round, no. as, as any of you with a yard will know. Yeah. But they're going to do it. So, And we're going to see it within 10 days of now. That's crazy to me. They'll just, they're just going to roll it out. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So that means that right now, there's grass that has no idea that in a couple of days, it's going to be cut and rolled. That's nuts, man. And that then it will be the home of champions. Imagine the things that are going to happen on that grass. I can't even imagine the any number of cool things. So many cool things. So many. You could, Somewhere out there is a tiny patch of grass. Growing, yeah, it doesn't know yet. That's something legendary and epic is going to happen on, and it doesn't even know it. Right, it's going to be the spot of grass from the center or that ends up being the center circle. Yeah, and uh, much like Cam Lancaster tried to do in the Cincinnati game last year, some great Lou City player, some year, is going to randomly decide to shoot from the mm-hmm. opening kickoff. And that one will go in from that patch of grass and land on another patch of grass in the goal that also doesn't know that that's where it's going to happen. It's that kind of awesome stuff, man. I forgot that he did. (laughs) He did. He did. And that Cincinnati, he was just like, screw it, I'm shooting. Try this now. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, the keeper had to make a save. Like, it counted, it registered as a shot on goal because he shot it at the goal and the keeper had to stop it from going in. It wasn't difficult for him. But still, had to be done. And but in still, the rain, and in the rain, as you remember, it was doing in that yeah. game. Uh, and you know, he could have slipped. The ball could have been slick when it hit his hands. I thought it was a cool idea. I thought it was a if cool for idea. no other reason than to get Catch the other team's guard. heads. Like, yeah. what are they doing? The game didn't end up going well, no, but still, but it was a still. cool. It was a cool move. Um, you got any Scouse's house news? No, no Scouse's house news um, of any kind. Uh, tailgate. <clears throat> This weekend? Yeah. yeah. There will be one? I'm assuming. Okay. Helpful. Well. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I know that, uh, please, we're coming up on the St. Louis game. Uh, get yeah. Make your travel arrangements. If you haven't yet, make your travel arrangements. Uh, and you can contact Dave Thomas or uh, Michael Bromelow, our mm-hmm. scouse list leader, uh, and he will... Uh, 
they'll take care of you. They'll get you some tick. They'll help you acquire some tickets. They'll get you in some transportation. Yep. Make you some plans for fun things to do in St. Louis. St. And Louis if you're not a, a cool Cooper, city, man. if you're not a Cooper, I mean a Cooper or a Scouser or whatever, contact those groups. They're going to this game and uh, they want to meet up and hang out. I've heard about people talking about going to the Field Museum while they're yep. there. I've heard people are getting hotel rooms. I've also heard people are making same day trips. A lot of options, and yep. it'll be fun. I will be at that game, and I encourage you to, if you have not made a road trip game yet, this is a fun one to go on. It's a little more intense than the Indy or the St. Louis ones, I mean, or the Cincy ones, just because instead of an hour and a half in the car, you know, you're in the car for three, four hours. You get yep. to really break stuff down. There's a sense of camaraderie and a sense of purpose. Like, yep. I am traveling for this team, not just, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a game 90 miles away. I'll go to that. Yeah. This is traveling for the team, and but it's the lowest stakes version of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to win the Kings Cup again this year, so yeah. let's go out and uh, let's go out and beat St. Louis for that game. Real quick, let's talk about the last the last piece of the schedule because we've been hinting at it, we've been dicking around with it, yeah. but uh, New York Red Bulls too, mm-hmm. brutally tough game. Brutal. Followed up by Tampa Bay at home. Brutal. Another really tough game. Then we go to St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis has been playing really well. Yep. They are looking in form and dangerous. That's another tough game. They're yeah. fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. That's a tough game. It's, it's a rivalry game. That'll be a tough game. Uh, follow that up. Go to Nashville. Another playoff team fighting for a top four spot. Tough game. Real tough game. I was disappointed to see they pulled it out last night against Bethlehem. Yeah. Would have been... It would have made our game against them probably much more interesting if Bethlehem had been able to pull out a draw. Yeah. Because uh, Nashville would have then only been four points clear of us. And so you yeah. beat them and you're within a point of them. And it's like, we're right on your butts. Instead, they do still hold on to like a six-point lead over us. Yeah. But, you know, cool. Um, big game against Nashville. And if things go right the next couple of weeks, it could be us fighting them for, you know, seeding in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, follow that up. With uh, so our next four games are all brutally tough games and playoff implications abound. Mm-hmm. And then you finish up with Swope at home, mm-hmm. and after Swope at home, Memphis on the road. Yeah, those are two lighter weight teams. They should be tune up games for the playoffs, but they also could be games where you're really determining where we're at. It's looking like seeds. Really, one through eight are all going to be really close. Or one through seven are all going to be close. Ottawa looks like it's pretty much going to be eighth, <clears throat> barring some stuff happening. Yeah. And then uh, it's looking like 11 through nine are going to be all really close. A lot of big, big USL games. If you have ESPN+, Plus, now is the time to get into watching some other league games. Mm-hmm. I understand the inclination to, I'm a Lou City fan, that's what I watch. But... If you are gearing up for the playoffs, if you are thinking, I wonder what, you know... Yeah, maybe take a look. Right. I wonder what Nashville looks like when they're not playing us. Take a look. Go watch a game. Yeah. Get your ESPN Plus out, fire it up, enjoy a game like right now is happening between St. Louis and New York Red Bulls, too. Let's Uh, see. Currently... St. Louis is leading one to nothing in that game. Fascinating. Currently, they are leading one to nothing. That is interesting. What minute are we in there? 
in St. in uh, St. Louis. Sixty-two. 62nd minute. Really? That is interesting. Well, I mean, go on with your bad self, St. Louis, because, man, I'm not saying we're going to catch freaking New York Red Bulls. I'm just saying they lose to St. Louis here, and then we pick them apart for three points. That's a six-point swing in a week. That's, uh, that's That makes some difference. Yeah. Tampa just lost also to Ottawa. Oh, wow. So Ottawa climbs a little farther up. Tampa just lost, and we play Tampa next week. And Ottawa got a red card. And no, that's their sh- yeah, yeah, they've got a red got card a red in that game. That is crazy. And, and also Bethlehem and Loudon, which no one cares no about. One cares. Literally no one cares. No one cares. That was uh, a 5 2 <laughs> 5 2 game. If St. Louis can hold on for that, uh, that's a big swing for them with Charleston also, because Charleston got beat by Atlanta United too. So, uh, big happenings in the USL Weird right now. Weird stuff. This is, Weird and honestly, stuff. if that holds up, and I'm not saying it will, one goal in 30 minutes is nothing for New York Red Bulls, too. But if that holds up and St. Louis can find a way to win that game, with Tampa having lost, uh, you things are just bunching up. Yeah. One through eight, things are just bunching up. Uh, it, we could be in for a wild finish if this is the way games are going to be going. And Lou City, you know... You're on a seven-game unbeaten streak. You just keep winning some games and uh, make things interesting. I would love to see what we looked like with a home game. Like, we get to four? Come on. Come on. We come back and win this thing? That seems unlikely. But, you know, I'm just saying stuff gets tighter and more interesting all the time. Weird, man. Yeah. What a crazy time for us, man. Yeah. This is it's opening up, is all I'm saying, for our run to the Eastern Conference Championship. (laughs) So... Uh, Andy, I think that's everything I got. Have you got anything no, else of any it. interest tonight? That's it. All right. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy Bourbon and Beyond safely. And yeah. uh, if you have the ability to get to the New York over to the New York Red Bulls 2 game, I strongly suggest it. It will be one of the most entertaining games of the year, regardless of the scoreline. I'm willing to stake my reputation on it being a fascinating game. Oh, yeah. Because they all are against New York. Yeah. Uh, Andy, if we've got nothing else left to say, I think can only think of one way to finish any podcast, and that's by saying our favorite two words in the English language, mm-hmm. Go, Go City. city.